6.30 Chad Afternoons with Jalen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad. Ever wonder how your memory works? Sometimes it seems like it's not working at all, right? Uh, what triggers a certain memory? Or, or maybe you're hoping to find a way to lessen the pain of certain memories. Well, work is underway right here at the Memory Events Lab at the University of Alberta to, to answer some of those questions. Peggy Saint-Jacques is a psychology researcher in the Faculty of Science and Canada Research Chair, the Cognitive Neuroscience of Memory at the me lab she joins us now welcome to the show thanks so much for having me yeah it's really great to talk with you so um i want to start at a really kind of (laughs) entry level on on this if you don't mind and i'm (laughs) curious to know to start like how do how do memories work you know how does the brain even make them How how does it happen Yeah, well, one thing that we know about our memories is it's not like recording a video. Uh, We know that they're constructive. Um, So when we form memories, you know, we're kind of putting together the pieces of a puzzle. So uh, we bring in kind of the experiences that we have in the world, as well as what's going on internally uh, with us. And the same thing seems to happen also when we retrieve those memories. It relies on kind of constructing those details and putting them back together. And so in my research, one of the things, you know, we've really looked at is how when we retrieve memories in different ways, how that changes some of the brain regions even that are involved. Yeah, when, when, we're, when we're recalling our memories, um, you know, out of the blue, you know, sometimes we, we live in those memories all of the time. Sometimes smell triggers them or a song will, will trigger them. Do we know? Do we know why? Is it just like a you know a little synapse flash and oh there it is again? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, some cues are are really effective in in recalling our memories, and one reason might be is they kind of trigger. Uh, involvement of a region in the brain called the hippocampus, which is almost like a pointer index index to other components of the memory. And so sometimes it might be the smell or it can be like another type of cue, like looking at a photograph and that kind of bringing back to mind uh, that memory and kind of putting the pieces together. So how is it um, that two people could be at the same event? witness the exact same thing and then have different memories about it is it as um personal and and unique to you you know is is a memory as personal and as unique as everybody's brain you know on their own like i'm just i'm curious because you know i I, because i can have conversations with my husband like i i don't remember that at all we were at the same thing how do i not know that right like how does that happen yeah, that's one of the, um, the exciting things, I think, about this constructive aspect of memory is that um, because we're, we're each of us, we are, we're bringing our past experiences and our, you know, our current mood and our knowledge, we're bringing that to bear on our, on our experiences. And that might be influencing kind of what you pay attention to, you know, compared to what your husband pays attention to. And then consequently, what you'll remember about that same identical event. And one of the things we're interested in my lab is really, you know, looking at differences in how, like, uh, the the perspective that you you apply to those events can lead to differences. So when you talk about the perspective, you know, is that like if if you're in when you're 
in that memory, if you're actively participating it, or maybe you're sitting back and, and observing it and, and, and watching it from afar? Yeah, it's a little bit like that. So it's, um, you know, when you're um, retrieving the memory, whether you're experiencing it from your own eyes or whether you're kind of having this more observer-like perspective, almost like you're looking at a photograph of the event. And we've shown actually that people who adopt more this observer perspective or if you shift to that viewpoint when you remember, that can actually change the emotions that you feel in that, that memory, for example. Well, how do you, how do you do that? How does how do you shift from to observer? Um, in our studies, you know, some of um, some of it is just simply, you know, instructing people. So, asking people to try to adopt that observer-like perspective. So, try to think of a memory from your past, and then, um, you know, see try to see yourself in the memory to see it from this novel viewpoint. And uh, some of our other work, we can try showing people a photograph of themselves and using that to kind of manipulate their perspective. So when it comes to your work with um, memory retrieval and and post-traumatic stress disorder or with anxiety issues, that sort of thing, why are you finding that 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 helps? Why does the observer mode um, seem to seem to help? It, it, well, because it reduces maybe some of that emotion, but where do we take that from here in the treatment of PTSD and that sort of thing? Yeah, so um, so adopting an observer perspective seems to reduce the emotion, and we might think that's a good emotional regulation strategy. Um, but what's interesting with something with PTSD is that they all they already are experiencing an increased frequency in adopting that perspective when they remember, and and yet those memories are still disturbing to them. And so one of the things w- uh, in the CRC that we want to look at is the missing piece of the puzzle here, which is really looking at how um, observer or perspective might influence how we form memories initially. And so does somebody who's more likely to adopt, you know, to, to start thinking about what they're looking like or kind of um, have this experience when they're experiencing the trauma of, of being dissociated from it, of being distant yeah. from it, that might actually help them at the time, but later contribute to those memories, you know, continuing to be more disturbing. So what we don't really know is how, you know, perspective influences the formation of memories. Uh, Like what happens, you know, to all these memories where we're looking at ourselves on Zoom and, you know, um, does that influence those events? Interesting stuff. You know, I have a, I have a, a very, uh, I have a friend who um, has PTSD, and one of, um, and he was explaining it to me, and I think it kind of fits right into what you're doing. And part of his treatment was to watch over and over again um, an incident similar to what triggered him or what was the. Mm. The, the start of his PTSD to 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 watch it over. That was his homework over and over and over again. He was to watch this um, as an observer to try to to remove himself that emotional side, just like he would be like watching something on TV. And I remember him telling me, he's like, Jay, this is this is working, and it's hard. It's hard, but it's mm-hmm. working. And I found it fascinating. So really, this is what you're pretty much what you're talking about right here. Yeah, 
absolutely absolutely yeah we want to understand you know you know those effects during retrieval but also kind of during the formation of the events how you know that might reduce emotions yeah. Before I let before I let you go, um, with some of these um, these memories that could be very difficult, do they change as we age? Because we know that memories fade; they can fade as we age. But these traumatic traumatic memories do do they fade? Do they get easier as we get older? Um, well, what, one thing that's surprising about aging, I think, is that older adults have what's known as a positivity bias. Um, so they do tend to start to remember the past in a, in a little bit of a more positive light uh, than they our younger people would. <laughs> Very interesting. Your work, uh, Dr. St. Jock, is very, very interesting. Uh, can't wait to find out more uh, more about it down the road. Thank you for joining us this afternoon. Thanks so much for having me.